This episode of The Taylor Stevens Show is brought to you by listeners, readers, and patrons. If you'd like to learn how to support this podcast, please visit www.patreon.com slash taylorstevens. Taylor Stevens, the New York Times best-selling, award-winning author of kick-ass international thrillers, and this is the Taylor Stevens Show with my good friend Steve Campbell, where we are kicking writing in the butt one word at a time, or being kicked in the butt one word at a time. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a great transition to today's combination chit-chat and topic, which is going to be dealing with deadline pressure. As you guys hopefully remember, we weren't here last week. And one of the reasons we weren't here is that Taylor is under some pretty intense deadline pressure, which involves not just writing, but rearranging life and rearranging priorities and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. But before we get started, Taylor, how much time do we have? (laughs) Do I need to start a a stopwatch or something? um, I'll let you be the arbiter of that, Steve. (laughs) So what's been going on? As I've been mentioned to a few people, I am the dead of deadline. Um, <laughs> anyone who's followed this podcast for a while knows that my life kind of turned upside down in May. It, it went pure chaos, and I did not have much time to write, and the time that I did have to write was just very unproductive and... I could see that deadline coming and I was just scrambling, trying to to find a way to get this book written. But my brain, I couldn't get my brain to work. It was, it was, it got to the point where I was starting to wonder if maybe I was in early stage dementia or, you know, starting to see those signs. I, I, I couldn't pull words. Like, you know, there's always a struggle for words when you're writing to try and make things say what you want it to say. But this was a case of, I can't make the words go together the way they're supposed to go together. I can't find things that should be easy to find in terms of how to describe something. It was just this muck inside my head, and I couldn't make heads or tails of it. And I started to think maybe I was broken. And then, Broken? What do you mean broken? Like chemically in my brain, like maybe I'm not okay. And, you know, I'm ADHD, and I do take medication for that. And that sort of really helped at the time discovering that my brain doesn't work the way most people's brains work, but um, even that wasn't working. So it was this sense of despair, like if the one thing that I have that allows me to actually focus and, and pull thoughts out of mud is no longer working, what hope is there for me? Like, what, what do I do? I, I, if I can't write, I can't write. I can't, I can't make this happen. Like, I'm, I'm giving it everything that I have, and it's not happening. I'm broken. There, I've got nothing left. So it was one of those cases where you just keep going forward because you have to, but it's still not doing what it needs to do. And the deadline's coming, and... I'm just a wreck. I, I mean, just what's wrong with me, hating on myself, this I suck. And the deadline comes and it passes. And um, at that point, all the life chaos started to sort of slow down. And then I had to go to Bashar Khan. 
<laughs> so just when I finally was like, okay, I, I can get a look at where I'm at and see if I can pull something coherent together, I was gone again. But when I traveled, I took a tablet, an old, old tablet with me. And, and we've talked about this a little bit on the show. And I had some pretty productive writing days while I was traveling. And when I came home, I just sort of kept that up. I, I stayed out of my office. I felt like I I had not been, the office was not where I needed to be because there's so many other things there that maybe if I'm not even consciously re- remembering they need to get taken care of, something in my head is not fully focused on what I need to do. That bandwidth is still going out like malware and spyware, just stealing it for something else. So I basically just hold up in my bedroom, sometimes in the den, and um, was just in bed 23 hours a day, not healthy. I figure I'll deal with the muscle tone issues later. (laughs) But my brain started working again. And I realized that it wasn't that I was broken or something was wrong. I just had too much. It was just too much. And there comes a point where there's so much, your brain just starts to shut down out of self-preservation. And I was able to start getting these like just enormous stretches of time. And slowly the story started coming together in my head. And one of the reasons that I could even do that was because, um, Part of this chaos that had happened from May to September was getting a kid out of high school into college, driving, teaching, driving, getting them behind the wheel. And if I didn't do that, it would mean that my life would continue to be chaos because I would still have to be the chauffeur back and forth for everything. So once we had another driver in the house, not only did all the stuff that was just insane chaos go away because everything sort of finally gotten taken care of the um we had another driver that could run start running errands that I didn't have, like go after school pickups and you know getting somebody from this curriculum activity to that activity all of a sudden it wasn't all on me anymore and so not only did the chaos go away but I was also able to sequester myself in a way that I wouldn't have been able to before so until the end my my deadline was at the beginning of September and until the end of September, I and not nobody knew how bad this was but me. And I know that in publishing, there's always a little bit of leeway, but it's not by months and months and months. So my agent needed to know, and probably my editor needed to know, but I wanted to let my agent make that call. And so I explained everything to my agent. And she's like, well, how much time do you think you need? And I was like, well, I lost almost five months. I need at least three. Because by this time I'd seen where the story was at. And I had like 100,000 words, but it was just, it wasn't a story. It was just, it was like if somebody had been dashing off thoughts on note cards and just piling up note cards and there'd be like snippets of conversation and, and snippets of, you know, action Sometimes the same thing told four different ways because I forgot that I had written it already and just kept throwing it into the file. So I had so much word, but it wasn't a story. And there were so many chapters that hadn't even been written, and it was such a mess. So I told her I needed three months. And so she wrote my editor and said, you know, hey, Taylor's had some issues and, you know, she needs more time. 
and my they extended my deadline for like a month and a half. <laughs> <laughs> so I did not get three months, and three months is what I thought was going to be like the absolute bare amount to get this thing like what it needed to be. I got a month and a half. So I'm in the position of having to force five months of work into a month and a half of time. Now, the upside is that my brain is working again. I mean, I've had a couple days where it just shut down again. It, it, I, couldn't, I couldn't rub two thoughts together. It just wasn't happening. But for the most part, it's been pretty straightforward of just hours and hours and hours. And sometimes the hours are not all spent writing but I need cumulatively that much time in a day to have a solidly productive day. And so what I've been doing is pulling from all the files and the different, because I have multiple character lines, and slowly through the process of pulling that, curating that material and getting it coherent, the chapters are all coming together. The storyline is getting clearer in my head. I'm not going to meet the deadline, the new deadline, in terms of having a polished first draft. But there will hopefully, if things keep going the way they are now, have a, um, enough material that the story will be complete. And if I have to leave a placeholder saying, you know, the, the chapter's blank, but this is the chapter where such and such and such and such happens, and I will write it as soon as I can. And there's chapters where it's like, and then she picked up parentheses object and <laughs> walked to parentheses location because I haven't had the time to do the research needed to really get a visual on some things. So I'm getting just the basic movements in so that the story is complete. And then as it goes through the editing process, I can go back and just revisit it. So even though my deadline is the 16th of November, that doesn't mean that I stop writing on the 16th of November. It's basically, and I'll be sending it to my agent first, but it basically like, it hits, hit save on whatever I've got, send that off and just keep going. Because my editor, once she gets it, which I apologize, she's going to be getting a mess, but she's going to be working over the story. Well, I don't know, it might take her three, four weeks to get back to me. And in three or four weeks of me continuing to do this, I should be able to fill in all those gaps. And by the time she gets back to me, I can have a much fuller draft to send back to her. So it'll bounce back and forth like that a little bit. So what I'm doing now with these like just sequestered day after day after day, it's probably going to continue all the way through the holidays. So it might be interrupted a couple days for Thanksgiving, um, you know, a couple days for Christmas. But for the most part, this is my life for the next two months, easily the next two months. And that's okay, because I feel a whole lot less shitty about myself finally <laughs> being able to pull this thing together than I did struggling and not having it done. And I know some people, they work really, really well to deadline. I don't. I'm filled with this sheer sense of panic. And it's not a sense of panic that I'm not going to get it done on time. It's that because of the speed between what I'm doing now and being put into production, maybe what actually gets put out to the world is not my best work. And I'm terrified of that. 
of having to um, to submit something that I'm not fully ready to submit, but it's probably okay and good enough, but it's not good enough for me. That is terrifying. Okay. I have a whole bunch of questions. We love questions. <laughs> I thought you might say that. All right. First off, some of this sounds really familiar. And I'm, I'm curious how many times you've gone through this exact process without, with the details being slightly different in terms of the length of time, et cetera, et cetera. But the looming pressure of the deadline, the, the race to finish, the need to just uh, summon supernatural whatever, endurance to get through it. Is this an every book thing other than the first book, which... No, no, no it's not. I mean, writing to deadline always has a certain amount of pressure to it. I don't like it at all. Every time I go, I'm not doing this again. I'm not writing to deadline again. And then there's some reason why I make the decision that... Yeah, someone offers you money (laughs) to accept the the, deadline. I need to pay the bills. Okay, I'll do this. I hate it. I don't want to, but okay. So it's like, I guess, when you have kids... When you're in labor, it's the worst pain you ever felt in your entire life, and you want to murder the person who put you in this position, and then it's over, and you forget, and then you're stupid enough to have another child because you forgot how bad it was the first time around. (laughs) So it can be a little bit like that. But I've never – and I have run up tight against a deadline before. I did with the catch. But I've never missed a deadline, and I've never – been in a situation like this where not only have I missed the deadline, I don't have a book. I don't have a coherent, it'd be one thing if I'm like, I have a really crappy first draft. I can take a first draft and put in the hours and turn it into something readable. You guys have all seen me do it. It's getting that first draft. There's always a point in every story where I don't know if I have what it takes to pull it off because I'm in the muddle, the middle of the muddle, and I can't really clearly see the end. And for that, I've learned that if you just keep at it, eventually in doing it, you through doing you get, if you build it, they will come. But I've never been in that position where not only am I up against deadline, I've missed my deadline and I still don't have that draft. I, as you were talking, a couple things came to mind. One is that we had a similar conversation. I don't know whether that was part of the podcast or it was just a conversation um, with the last book, the book that's coming out at, around Christmas. December 18th, Liar's Paradox. <laughs> <laughs> Available everywhere. Fine books are sold. Yes. Um, but I, I remember you saying, I'm not going to make this deadline but I'm going to be able to just put in like placeholders in these chapters. And I'm just going to say like, this is what happens in this chapter and then move on to the next thing. So some of this is familiar to me. I wasn't talking about Liar's Paradox though, because Liar's Paradox had been completed long. I mean, it was finished before it ever even got sold. So it could just be that you and I have had this conversation so many times. (laughs) That's possible. (laughs) Privately off the air. (laughs) All right. um, Another question. Well, another thing that occurred to me as you were as you were saying this, 
I was thinking of every movie I've ever seen that involved a writer. And there's always a scene where they have to call their agent to say, you know that book that I'm supposed to turn in tomorrow? I only have a page. And I, I was just thinking of that. It is, I, this is sort of a cliche for writers. Well, it's never been my cliche, and I hope to God it never becomes my cliche again. <laughs> it's a really, really not fun position to be in. It's, it's quite terrifying, honestly. I wouldn't recommend it. All right, so you go through this process of grinding it out, and I, I expect in the beginning it's like, okay, I've got 16, 18, whatever, hours in a day. I'm going to just start doing this. How long... How many of those days did it take for you to go, oh, I can still do this? Um, I don't know. Uh, I think like, the beginning is always the hardest. And, and I've heard from other authors that it's the same way for them. But I think it's not the same for all authors, just I know that for some where pulling the story, the idea of the story together and um, introducing, once you have a character introduced in the story, it's a whole lot easier to roll with it and, and just continue on. But when you have to introduce the story, especially in a book where there are multiple characters who have backstory and you don't want to repeat all of that for, new, for the previous readers, but you need to say enough that the new readers aren't going to be completely lost, it's, it's quite complex trying to do that. And so for me, the first, you know, four or five chapters are always the hardest getting the, the plot line together, especially as I keep getting more and more complicated plots. I don't know why I do that to myself. It's awful. Um, because so that's that your calling card. Okay. Um, well, let's, let's transition a little bit because we're getting short on time. Uh, if you were advising other people on how to handle something like this. So, say someone that's in exactly the same position with you. Life gets in the way. You fall further and further behind. What's, and I'm not saying that you did anything wrong with the way you communicated with your agent, but how would you have liked to have communicated all of this to your agent? I mean, I... I think I did it how I would like to have done it. Okay. I, personally, I would have liked to have done it like, hey, here's the manuscript. Mm -hmm. It's ready. Feel free to submit. But w were you sort of advising her along the way? Like, I don't think I'm going to make it. Um, I dropped hints, but even myself, I didn't know. Mm -hmm. until it just kept getting drawn out and it, get, it got worse and worse and worse and worse. And I'm spending three weeks on the same chapter because I can't make my brain work. And then I real like, I almost didn't realize how bad it was until it was too late. So I don't, I think there was always in me this idea that I can still pull this together. I can still pull this together. I can do it. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until the deadline passed and I finally had like my brain started working again and I could, see for reals where things stood. And I was like, oh, crap. Oh, this is bad. And that's when I had to let her know. But up until that point, I don't even think I had the full capacity to realize how bad it was. Okay. And in years past, in other books, if, if this has ever happened before, and I don't know that it has, but if you were, if you thought you were going to miss a deadline... It, which you never have, you said prior to this. Um, but if you thought you would, did, would you give your 
agent a heads up, or would you advise someone else who thinks they're going to miss a deadline to give their agent a heads up? Oh, you have to. I mean, your agent is your advocate. And what a crappy position to put them in where they have no idea. They think you're just chugging along and then they're asked by the editor, hey, where's this book? And they ask you and you're like, oh, I forgot to mention. Because if the agent had known ahead of time, they could start running interference for you. Mm -hmm. Because so much in publishing has to do with schedules. Like That's why it takes so long for a book to get published, because they have to fit it into their calendar. And there's this whole machine involved in, you know, getting it out to this venue and that venue and there's the covers and the the copies and it's just it's so much that goes on behind the scenes and it's all on a schedule you know if the editing is done in this month and the copy editing is done in this month and then the production manager knows that they're going to have that book in this month and you know because they only do so many books in a month and if all of a sudden they're prepping to have this book published and at the last minute they find out it's not they have no opportunity to reschedule just creates chaos inside the publishing house and so when i wrote my agent it wasn't just to tell my agent oh you should know this it was with the idea the publisher needs to know this but you have a better handle on that side of it than i do in terms of what they're looking for. So let me let you be the intermediary. Here's the situation. You go deal with this. Okay. Now, how do you feel now compared to 60 days ago, like on a scale of one to 10? Well, my brain is working again. Oh, thank God. (laughs) Um, So that, that makes all the difference in the world. And I actually like, because I had so many different characters and timelines And I needed to get them straight in my head so that because, you know, as the author, when you're writing this, each character has its own voice. They have their own motivations, their own fears, their own this, their their own things that they're doing. And sometimes if you're writing too many of them, they can start to blend together, especially if two of them happen to be twins and they're very close and they have similar (laughs) background. You know, you can get their voices mixed up their you know, what one person should be doing, the other one is talking about. And so for me, I I solve that by keeping them in separate timelines. And then as the time comes to merge them, they start filling up the single file. So when I started looking at all my material, I didn't have a single file. Everything was all spread out. And so there would be some parts of the story way towards the end that was really well written, but it what it was useless there because there's so much in between that still needs to be filled in. So what this has allowed me to do is start from the beginning and start going, okay, this next chapter needs to be that character. Where am I with them? Go to that file. Okay, I've got that chapter is missing, but the one the next two that follow are actually pretty good. So let's get that chapter written and get it moved over to the main file. All right, which character comes next in the actual chronology of this story? Okay, it's this other character. Oh, look, that ca- that chapter's already written. It just needs to be kind of polished a little. Let's bring that over. So as I've been doing that, the story, the chapters are actually starting to fill out, and I'm looking at this going, okay, I've, I've, I've got the basis for it. Where I'm still scared is all of that is in the first two-thirds of the story. The end still has to be written. <laughs> And as I know from experience, one 
you know, 400 word block of, and this happens and this has happens and this happens can turn into literally 4,000 words of story. <laughs> so it has a tendency to grow and which means time, which means, oh crap. So it's that part that it's still hanging over my head. But in the meantime, like right now in these these two weeks that I have, I'm just like, let's get all these gaps filled in. Let's get these chapters, even if they're not perfect, my editor at least needs to be able to see what's in them. We can clean up the writing later. So that's what's, I'm just driven to get the chapters in, get the chapters into this like master file that I'm creating. And um, so seeing how much actually is there now, even though I'm still terrified about what's not, it's not as bad as it was before. I mean, all this time that I'm putting into it, these 23 hours being horizontal every day definitely is paying off. So for our next episode, we're going to talk about health and fitness. (laughs) (laughs) I would not advise this to anyone. It's not my normal way of life, but sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. All right, so that is it for this week's show, talking about dealing with deadline pressure. I think you got a really good sense of what it's like to uh, to be under some pretty intense deadline pressure. So we will be back, I'm guessing, next week, right? Yes, I, we have a reader question, and it's a, a listener question. I love questions because it gives us something to talk about and maybe be helpful about, so yes. All right, thanks, Taylor. And thank you guys for listening this week. See you with you next week.